The goal of the late Dave Epstein was to find a drug that treats the cause of glaucoma by improving trabecular meshwork outflow. After many years of research, Airy Pharmaceuticals was formed and refined a row kinase inhibitor called Natarsidil. In April 2018, this came to market as Ropressa, and March 2019, combined with Latanoprost as Rocklatan. Today, I'm talking with Rick Lewis, a glaucoma colleague based in Sacramento and chief medical officer for Airy Pharmaceuticals, and we're talking about glaucoma. Rick Lewis, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. So, I'd like to talk about um, the rokinase inhibitors and uh, how they came to be, uh, the mechanism of action, how they differ from the other glaucoma medications out there, and uh, I guess as well the Dave Epstein origins. Yeah, I think that's a good, of drugs. That's a good start because uh, many of us know Dave Epstein, and he was the, the chairman at Duke. Uh, and prior to that. Uh, uh, one of the great researchers in, in glaucoma, particularly in the outflow system. And, you know, it was his vision um, to find a drug that treats the cause of glaucoma, that treats the cause of elevator pressure. You know, we've been treating with a variety of drugs, topical medications and pills that lower pressure indirectly. They either reduce aqueous production or uh, enhance outflow, but they really don't directly work on the trabecular meshwork, which is the side of the problem. And so, you know, he had a vision and a dream to uh, find a drug. He went through a number of different compounds getting to this one, um, but the dream was to treat the cause of the problem. Right. So, uh, you know, it's an interesting story because he hooked up with uh, uh, some other folks at Duke and uh, Dr. Casey Kopchinski, who is the chief scientific officer for Aerie. And uh, they began uh, to work on the ROC inhibitors. Uh, Rokinase at the time was understood, but really had no direct application to ophthalmology. And, so uh, what is the Rokinase? Uh, so Rokinase is an enzyme. It's ubiquitous in the body. There's a lot of different areas, different tissues that have Rokinase in it. Uh, but in the eye, it uh, functions to uh, sort of in enhance contractility and movement of the meshwork. Um, and so uh, that function begins to uh, dissipate over time in glaucoma patients, so they get uh, poor outflow function. And, uh, you know, testing a, a variety of real kinase compounds that could enhance that function. Um, they struck upon a few that actually worked to uh, alter this uh, actin contractility equation in the meshwork. Got it. And uh, 14 years and uh, about $500 million later, we, uh, oh. we now have, uh, have first Ropressa and more recently Rocklatan. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it was a dream that took a lot of time, money, and perseverance. <laughs> yeah. It sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really, it not started from any pharmaceutical company and now a pharmaceutical company came out of yeah so uh this yeah, they, uh you know need, you need a lot of funding for something like this and uh they had uh oh, david epstein's connections and uh in casey's and a few others they began to to raise money got venture capital money to start and right. and then they had an ipo and went on the public markets and uh which is probably about six years ago and um so it's been publicly traded, and finally we're here. We're at the, you know, the promised land, we hope, with, uh, with treating, getting pressure down. 
Right. So it's available at least in the United States for about a year now. Yes. Uh, what other countries? So Repressa was approved uh, uh, last, uh, well, it was December of um, of 18. No, let me see. December, sorry, December, uh, December of 17. Right. Uh, actually got on the market in about April of 18. And then just a few days ago, here we are now in 2019, uh, in March 15th of 2019, just two days ago, Roclitan. So Repressa is uh, a rock inhibitor, Nartarsidil, uh, and the, the, parent, the, the offspring now is the combination of latanoprost and Repressa called Roclitan. And that drug is a, one, a once a day uh, drug uh, that lowers intraocular pressure. So how does the, let's just go back to Repressa itself, how does it uh, work to lower the eye pressure? It seems that it has, it's purported to have multiple mechanisms of action. Yeah, um, it does. It, uh, it, it's an interesting story. It, it definitely works on the trabecular meshwork, so predominantly in enhancing outflow. Uh, and it also gets some additional support by working on the episcopal venous system. So you get some effect uh, of pressure reduction from that. There are potentially other mechanisms that have been discussed, um, but the main reason, the main mechanism is through the outflow system and the trabecular measuring. Okay. Does it also act on the, uh, the uveoscleral outflow? As, uh, as well, slightly, because yeah. I've seen that on slides where it's showing yeah. that as I well. Mean, there, so, there, so how does it work if you're four combining with the prostaglandin analog now with the Roclitan? Yeah, it's still additive it, as it that is. combination. It, it, the effect of uveoscleral outflow is marginal compared to what uh, the prostaglandins do. Okay. So latanoprost, the addition of latanoprost to the repressive molecule uh, gives it this sort of dual mechanism of action, both through the meshwork and through the uveoscleral outflow system. And uh, the studies that were done for Roclitan, which were called the Mercury trials, um, there were uh, three of them, and, and um, uh, really were effective. No other drug was able to show superiority to latanoprost. So this is the first time we've had a drug in 23, 24 years that actually is superior to latanoprost by itself. Yeah, that's really incredible. Yeah, yeah. And finally, not just another copycat drug. Right. So yeah. So where do you fit this in with your practice? Is it first-line well, agent? Or? Yeah, you know, I think that uh, in the, that's a good question. There's a lot of answers to it. Uh, first of all, I, I, you know, to stay on label, you know, it, the drug is approved for open-aim glaucoma. That's a labeling indication to lower intraocular pressure. Uh, however, um, we feel that uh, Repressa will be a good adjunct both to latanoprost, and we, we though we don't have data supporting it, we think it'll be a good adjunct to other mechanisms of action uh, because it's the only one that works directly on the meshwork. So theoretically, it should right. work in addition to a beta blocker or in addition to an alpha agonist. Now, again, I'm repeating, we don't have data right. to support that yet. Right. Um, and I, so for Repressa, it had been used over the past year after a prostaglandin had started, and a lot of ophthalmologists were all fairly conservative, so it, it tended to fall third or fourth down the road. I, we think it's much more effective uh, on, the, on the second line. You know, so where we, we, we were originally hoping that Ropressa would be used further up in the, in the, in the plan, not as a fourth or fifth eye drop, right. but perhaps as a second drop in addition to latanoprost. 
um, and or if people can take a prostaglandin, and it could be used in addition to Timolol, but you know the data is forthcoming. Now with Roclitan, I mean we're, obviously this would be could be a, we should it could be a first line drug. Um, it uh, has very good efficacy, has the same safety profile that Repressa has, which you know there are some issues with redness. We had a, a, a we have a little bit more redness than we see with prostaglandins, but. Um, 80, over 80% 80 of the patients found it tolerable and had no, no problem with the degree of redness and were quite happy with the... Is that extra redness just with the Roclitan or with Repressa on its own? Well, Repressa by itself, uh, which is a vasodilator, okay. causes some redness, some hyperemia. Uh, of course, the prostaglandins do as well. Exactly. Uh, and so the combination together, slightly more with Roclitan than you saw with Latanoprost or Repressa by itself. About 50% of the patients in the study had uh, hyperemia. Is it too soon to tell if it's just hyperemia or if it's increasing subconjunctival scarring? I'm assuming we don't have data. Yeah, I, I don't think we're getting scarring, and I'm speculating because we don't I, we don't have the data. But I, I don't think it's scarring. I think it's it, it's a vasodilator. It's vasodilating. So we're seeing, and that's partly how it's working in episclerovenous right. system is by vasodilating that system too. Um, however, the redness can be pronounced, and I yeah. when I prescribe it personally. Uh, and this is Repressa because we haven't, we don't have Roclitan. I, although I was in the clinical trial okay. for mercury, but for Repressa, I will hand patient a, a sample of it and I'll say, you're going to get redness with this eye drop. Many of our eye drops cause redness. If this one's not tolerated, we'll go on to something else. Exactly. But I think the efficacy data is so impressive that I think it's worth a try and hopefully you'll, you'll see that without significant redness. And most patients do well. A few patients come back and say, I, it's too red. I can't. I don't like this. Great. Yeah. Any idea on the timeline for this coming to Canada? That's a good question. No, you know, we did a couple of clinical trials in Canada, uh, and we have begun the process of getting an approval there. I don't. I can't speak to how quickly the regulatory body in Canada uh, reacts to the to the data, um, but it's certainly a goal is yeah. to get it uh, approved in Canada very soon. Great. Yeah. So, are, do you have other studies that are in the works now? It must be hard as uh, one company that is just doing these two agents. Yeah. To to do all this, all these studies. You know, it's financially challenging. Yeah. You know, these studies, as I mentioned, are expensive, and um, we have a pipeline uh, both for in the glaucoma era as well as also in retina. So we we have also initiated some studies uh, <clears throat> treating. Uh, macular edema and uh, hopefully macular degeneration. So that, and those studies are just starting okay. right now. Uh, and that will be, at least initially, a combination of a steroid and uh, uh, and natarsidil. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So, Any other comments before we wrap no, up? No, I think it's an interesting time. I mean, we our efficacy data uh, was very impressive. You know, we, we had over 40, we had 40% of the patients had pressures less than 14 in the mercury trial and you know that's amazing I don't think there's a mixed device that can yeah. claim that so uh, i think it's it could usher in a new era in terms of what our expectations are for getting the pressure down yeah yeah, yeah. you're hit, hitting like uh, trabeculectomy kind of levels there exactly yeah 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 so great that's good yeah well thanks so much for talking to my today. pleasure yeah talking about glaucoma is a podcast of indeterminate frequency and duration it's available for free on apple podcasts Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, and many other podcast services. Please rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends about it so that it can reach more listeners. 
Drop me a line at podcast at iguy.org with your show ideas. That's podcast at igui.org.